0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, about 13, 14 minutes usually. But even that short time keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people in your life grow in their faith by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help them grow in their faith. You may help them come closer to God. You may help them get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're looking at a line of thought and study that comes from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Now, we read that text last time. It's called the parable of the talents. And in that particular text, our Lord is teaching about, well, about how God holds us accountable while still in this life physically and how we will have to come to account with him, with our Lord, on that final day of judgment at the beginning of eternity. And so the ultimate is the reward of eternal life in heaven if we have been good, faithful servants. And the opposite of that is the condemnation of, eternal, uh, of eternity in hell if we have not been good, faithful servants. Serving God, serving our Lord as he wants us to do, as we have been instructed to do, as is our responsibility to do. Now, in that particular parable. Jesus talked about a master who called three of his servants together. The master was about to go off on a trip. Now, who's the master? Jesus. Who are the servants? Those faithful followers of Jesus, Christians. And to each one, he gave one five talents, which are sums of money, another two talents and to another one talent each according to that to the individual servants abilities and so he was not expecting either either one of them to do more than he was capable of doing but he gave them some responsibilities according to their abilities. And so the one who received the five talents, he immediately went to work with that, and he gained five more talents to give back to his master when his master returned. The same with the man with two talents. The, but the servant who had, been, who had received only one talent, he was afraid. He was afraid that he would mess up, maybe lose it altogether, so he dug a hole in the ground and hid that one talent in that hole until his master would return. Well, the master did come back. And so in verse 19 of, of uh, Matthew chapter 25, it says, After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And again, who's the master? Who's the Lord here? Jesus. He's gone for a long time. When he ascended back to heaven after his death, burial, and resurrection, having been crucified on that cross, he went back to heaven. But remember those angels standing with the apostles in Acts chapter 1, they they said, "Why are you gazing up into heavens? For just as you see him, you have seen him go, he's coming again." Well, he's been there. He's been back in heaven for almost 2000 years now, but he is coming back. Acts chapter 17, verses 31 and so on, that tells us that. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse verse 10 says that he's coming back and each one of us must stand before his judgment seat and give account for how we have lived our lives before him while we're alive in this earth until waiting for him to come back and until he comes back. So we must give accounts just as those servants of that Lord, of that master in the parable of the talents had to give account to him, their Lord, their master, not from a spiritual perspective, but from a physical perspective. And so the one who had had gained five more talents from the five that the master had given him, the master pronounced him, well done, good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. Now, we want to hear on that final day of judgment standing before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. And that means enter into heaven, eternal life forever and ever, with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The same pronouncement was given to the man with. Two talents because he had used those productively. He had been faithful to what he had been charged with, and he received, he, he, he gave back to his master four talents. And so again, the master said, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. But when the man who had only received one talent he had dug up that one, gave it to his master. Said, "See, I was afraid. I knew you were a hard man. You expected to re- to reap where you have not sown. I, I, here's your one talent back. I didn't lose it." But the master pronounced him wicked. What did he say to him? How did he describe him? Wicked and lazy servant. And ultimately, he. Pronounce judgment upon him, cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that I believe we can understand clearly to be a description of eternal condemnation in hell. Well, each one of us need to ask ourselves, we need to look into the mirror of self examination on a regular basis and ask ourselves, Am I being a faithful servant of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? When he comes to call me to account in the final day of judgment, will it be a good thing, a good day for me, or a bad day? Will he tell me, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of your Lord? Will I be able to pass through those pearly gates and walk down the golden streets of heaven? Or will he say, you wicked and lazy servant, you shall be cast into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Which will be my reward? Well, let's stop and think about this whole scenario, and it's a real-life scenario. You know, I believe that many people are uncertain as to just what God expects of them as a Christian. I think a lot of people are rather fanciful In their their thoughts along this line, they think they can do just about anything, live just about any way, and it's going to be okay. God's going to bless them. Well, is that the case? They believe they're sinners and in need of forgiveness. Now, they will admit that much. In Romans chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, the apostle Paul wrote this of all mankind. He said, what then? Are we better than they? None at all for we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks, now that would mean everybody, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And then verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well, I think a whole lot of people, they realize that particular truth, that they're sinners and that they need forgiveness. But where does that forgiveness come from? It comes through obedience to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, exercising our faith in him openly and and obediently and humbly. Remember Saul of Tarsus, and he had been an enemy of the Lord's church. He had been an enemy of our Lord. He tried to compel Christians to blaspheme the name of Christ until he was confronted with his error, with his mistaken understanding, of God's will, of God's teachings, and he repented. He repented. The Lord confronted him one day on the road to Damascus when he was on his way to hunt down more Christians, and he came to realize, I made a big mistake here. He came to believe in Jesus, but he was not saved just because the Lord appeared to him in that road, just because the Lord spoke to him in that road. The Lord said, go into the city, you'll be told what you must do. There was repenting that Saul needed to do. There was a further development of his faith in Jesus, and there was praying that he needed to do. He was blind when he got up off that road after the Lord had confronted him. He went into the city, led there by some of his uh, compatriots who had been with him to hunt down Christians. He prayed, he fasted for three days, and the Lord sent a Christian man to teach him the gospel. And so Ananias, this Christian man, came to him and he said, Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. Oh, Saul had to make a 180 degree turn, turn around in his life. He had not believed in Jesus. He had to believe in him now. Well, he already believed in him. That was quite an experience he had being confronted by the Lord himself in that road to Damascus. He'd been praying. He'd been fasting. And now he believed. But that just believing was not enough. Ananias said, arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. There are a lot of people who believe they're in need of forgiveness, a whole lot of them do not understand how to achieve that forgiveness. They may think they can just say, I, love, I believe in Jesus, and that's good enough, but that's not good enough. Saul of Tarsus came to believe in Jesus, but he had to be baptized for the remission of his sins. Acts 22 and verse 16, Acts 2 and verse 38. Now, a lot of people, they believe they need to in some way turn to Christ as their Savior, but there's a whole lot of confusion as to just what way they need to do that. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29. And I think a lot of people, they recognize that Jesus is their only way to God to forgiveness, to eternal life. Jesus said that much on the night of his betrayal. In John 14 and verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, I think a lot of people also, they, they understand, they have some degree of belief that their only hope is through Jesus. Spiritual security is found only in Christ. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 21, Peter on the day of Pentecost was preaching the gospel of Christ. He said, it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The apostle Paul wrote years later in Romans 8 and verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. There is salvation and no other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved, Acts 4 and verse 12. And so I think a lot of people, they they understand and they believe these basics, but they don't really know how to put them into practice. And they try to explain a whole lot of their unfaithfulness and lack of obedience and dedication away by just telling themselves and other people around them, well, I believe, ah, I believe in Jesus. But Jesus said, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life, Revelation 2 and verse 10. And so a whole lot of these people who believe in Jesus and they want to be in heaven, but they don't necessarily want to give up their worldly lifestyle. They find themselves unsure what that being faithful until death means. What is living faithfully for the rest of your life consistently day in and day out? What is that? Well, we're going to talk about that beginning next time as we analyze this parable of the talents and the Lord who pronounced to two of his servants, well done good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. Let's pray. Father, guide us, help us, direct us to be those faithful servants so we can enter into the joys of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be with you in heaven for all of eternity. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.